Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. Today, we're going to talk about our desires and dreams when we don't have the right motives. Motives mean so much to Jesus. He wants the condition of your heart to be good. He wants it to be in right standing with Him. And I'm going to tell you a personal story about where my heart was gray, where it wasn't white or black, you know, dark or light. It was just gray. And I've learned so much from this experience and I wanted to share it with you. And I've learned about this and the condition of my heart and why my motives are so important, keeping them pure and keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus because he knows the plans that he has for me. He knows the plans that he has for you. So I want to give you this testimony. There is this building in downtown Pensacola and it is a commercial real estate property. It's a gray building, okay? And it has been for sale for more than a year. So I think it was the spring of 2022, it went up on the market. And this property is a property that my husband and I have always loved since we moved here about 10 years ago. It's one of those buildings that we drive by and just say, oh man, I love it. I would love to own it one day. We don't really have an idea about what we would do here. We have some really cool Christian ideas that we would like to do in the building but it financially just doesn't make sense. And we talk about it, we tell other people about it, it's just, you know, kind of falls flat. The price of the building is crazy expensive, okay? Like crazy expensive, we would have to do crazy things to be able to maybe afford a down payment for this house, but we would call it a dream property of ours to own it in Pensacola. And yes, as I'm recording this podcast, it is still for sale. We toured the commercial property with one of our friends who is a commercial real estate agent. And after we toured the property, we ended up holding hands outside and all praying. And we just gave it to God and said, you know, God, if you want us to have it, great. If not, great. Your plan is good for us and we trust your plan. But as time has gone by, I've driven by this building. I've seen this building. I'm like, God, you know, why have you put this dream in our hearts to own this building? What's the point? And I do think today, humbly coming to you is just to share that my heart has been gray to this dream and to this desire. On one end, I know that God knows the desires that he's put on my heart. And I know that he also has made these plans for me to prosper me and not to harm me and plans to give me hope in a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. But also it might not be the right time, aka it's not the right time. <laughs> so I'm just saying all this stuff to encourage you if you have any dreams or desires or something that you want, like a new car or a new house, whatever that desire is, and you're not able to do that right now, I just want 
you to know what God has shown me through scripture. What I've learned through this dream of owning this gray building is how scripture gives us the right mindset for our dreams. And I want to share what I've learned with you in hopes it helps you with something you've been thinking that you want, like a new house or a new car, a new business. Maybe you want to have a clean bill of health for you or somebody else, something that you're praying for. I just want to show you what scripture has shown me to help you to take your dreams and desires to Jesus and to remember that he is good and he wants what's best for you and he knows the plans that he has for you. So trusting him and his plan. Starting off with the first scripture of this podcast is Proverbs 4 verses 20 through 27 in the New Living Translation. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to the whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. And to me, this part about being sidetracked, it's in verse 27. I've thought with this podcast, I'm like, well, Lord, if you want us to have this great building, maybe we could do advertisements. Maybe I could write a book. Maybe that will pay for this building. I've thought, what if we sell our house and we move the kids down there and it it doesn't even have a shower inside, but we can make it work. Lord, we can borrow a friend's shower. Like, God, if this is a building that you want us to have, we will do it. These are crazy thoughts. This is unrealistic. This is bad. (laughs) I would call this corrupt speech because it would really end up hurting my family if we ended up moving forward. And it's this what if question. What if I did this? What if I did that? And to me, these what if questions are distractions from doing what God has called you to do today. What if? What if? What if I bought this car? that I cannot afford? What if I sold everything and moved away? What if I slept in and didn't go to church on Sunday and just stayed in bed all day? If you're sick, you know that's different. But the discipline and the obedience to Christ is what we are actually asking here. What if I was content in my circumstance and followed the Lord and used the position that God has given me to broadcast His love and do what he has asked me to do. Now, going back to the Proverbs 4, 20 through 27 scriptures that we just read, I want to point out verse 26. It says, mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Now, I'll tell you for my husband and I, the safe path is paying our house off to be a good steward of what God has given us. That is the next thing that we are faced with. But my question to you in this season is, do you have peace and contentment where God has you? There are so many scriptures like this that point us to the correct thoughts that we should have towards Christ, towards God, towards the plans that he has for us. Because I don't know about you all, sometimes I'm like, God, what are you doing here? Like with this building, God, why have you put this dream on our hearts? And what I want to show you is what God has continued to show me through scripture, a scripture that has really helped me with focusing on the present and being thankful for what God has given us today is Matthew 6, 34 in the New Living Translation. It says, so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. 
And to my core, I feel the scripture for my boys who are in school. I don't want them to worry about tomorrow's assignment. I want them to be willing to learn today, the lessons that God has assigned for them to do today. And I pray the same is true for you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Be content in today and the lessons that God wants to show you and teach you today. In the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, one of the things he tells them is to ask God for their daily bread, aka their food, what they need for the day. Most mornings, we posture our hearts with Jesus in the house with worship music on. We read the Bible. We try to read the Bible most mornings and journal a prayer to Jesus, giving him our first of the day. And one of the things that we do in this time of worship, preparing for the day before we leave the house, is we listen to the song Honey and the Rock by Brooke Lidgertwood. And if you know the lyrics to the song, you know that it is really talking about contentment and singing to God in praise about being happy with what we have. This song, I just want to read a little bit of it to you, but we sing this while we're, you know, going through the house. Some people are eating breakfast, some are getting dressed for the day. And these are the lyrics. It says, I have all that I need. You are all that I need, which is talking about God. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got. There's honey in the rock. And we've talked about the source of this song, the honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, how that comes from a story where the Israelites were in the desert and they needed food, something to eat. And they prayed, Moses prayed, and God gave them what they need. He gave them honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, and he gave them abundantly more. That water was gushing out of the stone. The manna was on the ground for the day, and then it would sour by the end of the day for them to pray the next day for God to provide new manna on the ground. So they had to trust in God's plan for their life to be able to survive. And that's the posture I want you to think about right now. I, that's the posture I want you to have with today. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. That's a prayer you can pray anytime right now. Lord, give us today our daily bread for you, for your family, for your friends. The next line of that song, after it says there's honey in the rock, talks about there's purpose in your plan, power in the blood, healing in your hands, started flowing when you said it is done. Jesus, who you are is enough. There's honey in the rock. And when it talks about there's purpose in your plan, there's power in the blood, there's healing in your hands. That's talking about surrendering your plans to Jesus. God redeemed us from our sins. He has paid the ultimate sacrifice for us to be able to live a free life in Jesus. And for you who's feeling shackled or chained or like you're a slave to something, maybe you feel like you're a slave to this desire that you have on your heart that you think you've given to God, but you, you're you like me with the gray heart, you know, white, black, white, pure, dark, not good, corrupt. I am encouraging you to take the next step with God 
and give that dream, give that desire, give your heart to Jesus for him to clean it out. You see, God knows our plans. And I want to talk to you about this gray building because to me, it's been the reflection of my walk with God. My heart has been gray. Jeremiah 17 verses 9 through 10 in the American Standard Version, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and it's exceedingly corrupt. Who can know it? I, Jehovah, search the mind. I try the heart, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. And I just love that because it makes me reflect on my heart. And I want this to be a time where you're reflecting with God on the condition of your own heart. And if you do feel like you need God to clean your heart, which I'm sure you do because our hearts are exceedingly corrupt, as the scripture says, we can ask God to clean out our hearts. Psalms 51 verses 10 through 12 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. I want to read that scripture one more time as a prayer for your life. So this is a prayer posture as we are reading this verse together. Psalms 51 verses 10 through 12. Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain to me a willing spirit. This is a prayer actually from David. After he had committed adultery and slept with Bathsheba, he prayed this prayer. I actually learned that from our church. One of the pastors, Pastor Austin, was sharing that. I had no idea that this was after he had slept with Bathsheba. But what a low place for him to be where, wow, his heart was so corrupt. Now, God did good with it. King Solomon actually came from Bathsheba. King David and Bathsheba had one child together. That child, that first child passed away, the child through adultery. But the second son ended up being King Solomon, who prayed in a dream to God to have the gift of discernment. And God gives him this abundant wisdom where he's the most wise man who ever lived. Of course, he did a lot of sinful things, but that's just also a reflection of, you know, we live in a world full of sin. And no one's perfect here. So we just humbly come before God and we pray this prayer that David prayed, which was Solomon's dad. God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I pray for the person who's listening. Give them a willing, right spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. He really wants your life to be good. And I think for a lot of people, that's hard to understand. But if you've been following the Christian faith for any amount of time, you know Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. But where we get stuck is remembering that God loves us so much. God is love and he wants the best for us. And if we try to force our way through something and do things our own way, we're going to fall flat. We're going to go through life in our own strength and we're going to be disappointed, let down, burn out, tired, angry, fed up, Really, um, lots of mean words that I cannot say on this podcast, but things where you are having a temper tantrum and you are crying out to God and asking why. And I want to meet you in that place of asking God why, because this is where in our testimony with the gray building, we were at when God had given us this huge dream of buying this massive building and we didn't really have all the ideas put together of what we wanted to do with the building. But I want to meet you in this question of why God? 
We hope and we dream for a finer future. It's ingrained in us to do that. Having hope is such a blessing from God. And actually, if you or someone you are close to ever loses hope, you'll see how they're pretty lifeless, how they're not in a good place. They may complain a lot. They may have a lot of anger issues. And sometimes it does lead to their death. If you have seen that play out in real life, I am so sorry. God loves you and he wants to show you a different way. God's design for us is to hope for more. And that is a good thing. It should be a good thing. God's word shows us how to want more of the right thing. In Colossians 3, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So my mind should not be set on this building as the number one priority in life. That top slot goes to Jesus in all things, with my children, with my husband, with my work. I do not hope for the gray building. I long for more of an understanding of Jesus. I long for a deeper relationship with Jesus. And I will change my whole life, surrendering everything I have, all that God has given to me, to Jesus to do what he has asked me to do. I want to do what God wants me to do. Remember in Jeremiah 29, 11, these are God's plans for our life. We know that if God gave us this gray building, it would be to advance his kingdom and not our own kingdom. Because through what we have, we do not have the funds, the ideas, the time with two little kids to be able to pour into what we think this building should be. And this does take me to the story of David when he was pasturing his family's flock of sheep out in the field. He was just in his pasture tending his father's sheep when Samuel the prophet actually pulled him out of the field and said, you are going to be the next king of Israel when someone else was already seated on the throne. And that was Saul who ended up killing thousands of Christians because of his bitterness. But God had a plan. God had a plan for David, even when he was shepherding his family's flock. David was anointed to be the king of Israel while he was a young boy doing his job. And if you just need a mental picture of doing your job and just being obedient to the Lord and what he has assigned you to do, think of Coach Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots. This is a quick clip from the NFL Network with Bill Belichick. And the title of the video is Do Your Job, Bill Belichick and the 2014 Patriots. We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. And he says, yes, you know, do your job well. And that's what David was doing out in the field. He was just doing his job. He was doing it well. And we know because of him killing Goliath later in 1 Samuel, we learned that it was because of his experience tending to his family's sheep that he was able to kill Goliath with one stone. I learned about the importance of David's experience spending 14 years between the time that David was anointed by Samuel the prophet 14 years later to killing Goliath. This time was so important to David's story because in that time, God was giving him experiences to be able to have the confidence to walk with God into a situation where other people would be fearful and do this action, not only for the Lord, you know, he was taking out Goliath because he was speaking against God and defying Israel's one 
only true God, our Lord and Savior, that experience, that fire, that passion came from David just tending his sheep. David told the king at the time, look, I can do this. I can take out Goliath. Let me go up and fight him. And this is what David said in quotes, starting in 1 Samuel 17, verse 34, we'll read all the way down to verse 37. It says, and these are David's words to King Saul. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. David had been there and he had done that, and he he was coming to show everyone what God can do when you are willing and obedient to go with God's way, to do it in God's timing. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is the one who keeps the law. And in a different translation of the same scripture, the message translation, it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed because right now, if we were to buy this building, if this vision were to come true today, buying this building would not be a blessing for our family. It would be a lot of financial turmoil for us in the future and not a good thing, which we would know that's not from God. Can I get an amen? God's timing is perfect. And I pray that you believe that to your core right now. God has a vision in your heart. God has a dream in your heart. Maybe you hope for something. It could be a new car or a new house or a new cell phone, just something very materialistic. But what I want to encourage you with is to just surrender that to Jesus. That's an earthly thing. And if you were able to get that, if you were able to do that thing, I pray that you do it for the glory of God with God. Like this scripture reveals, if God were to give it to you, I pray that you are blessed from it. It says at the tail end of this verse 18 scripture, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So following his ways, learning from his word, that means, yes, reading his Bible, enjoying it and living by what God has instructed us to do. There's such joy and freedom in that, by the way. I think the world gets it twisted. In the Christian faith, surrendering all to Jesus means freedom. It means a weight lifted off your shoulders. It means burdens and hardships that we carry as individuals. Once we surrender those to Jesus and take on his vision and his discernment and his law, you know, knowing his word, then we do have freedom because that's the peace that surpasses all understanding. And that is what God has shown me through this gray building. In our own strength, we're not going to get that building. It's not going to happen. That dream is not going to be fulfilled. But through Christ and in his timing, his perfect timing, he will do what he wants. And if he wants us to get it, great. If not, great. We are walking with the Lord. We are thankful for where he has us and what he's doing in our lives today. We are hoping for more Jesus. We are not focusing on earthly things. We are remembering the vision, but it is not our hope. Our hope is not to own the gray building. Our hope is for heaven. Our hope is for 
more Jesus and more of an understanding about him. This is where it gets fun. This is where if we feel empty and hopeless, this is where the Holy Spirit comes in and fills us up through stories like David. Just like when David defeated that lion or bear, that was for David to take his first step of faith to be ruler of God's people. Jesus said in Luke 16, 10, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. So just remember David alone out there in the field, having to kill this bear or lion to save this one sheep. That matters. That one sheep, that was David's family business. He was saving his family's business by seeing something that not many people would call an opportunity to be a good steward of what God had given his family, which at the time was this flock of sheep. So right now, I encourage you to be faithful with the opportunities God has given you right now today. I want you to look at what God has given you. So I just pray for a pure heart for you today. I'm going to post the building on Instagram at Broadcast His Love. Um, I'm just going to put white hearts underneath it. As a reminder for you who's listening, you know, you may have a dream or desire. This gray building has been it for us, but whatever it is, surrender it to God and take refuge in Him. He knows the plans that He has for you, and you want to walk in His ways. You don't want to get in front of God. You don't want to outpace God. You want to go with God, be an obedient steward of what He's called you to do, for him to pull you out of the field, to give you that promotion, to do the next thing that he has called you to do because he has equipped you to be able to accomplish what he has planned for you to do. I just want to give a huge shout out to Dr. Patty Sadala with the Experience Jesus podcast for her help in helping me get this episode together. This was some serious heart work to get this episode out to you all. And so I thank God, of course, and I thank Dr. Patty for helping me with understanding God's word more to be able to encourage you with God's word because, man, it will light you on fire. It is the best. And it did that for David. It can do it for you. If you were encouraged by this episode, please share it with your friends and give us a five-star review. That helps the podcast reach more people. Thanks for listening. And Lord willing, we'll talk to you all next week here on Broadcast His Love. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Erica with Glassy Day Studio, where we believe every broken, discarded, and disrupted thing will be reclaimed, restored, and redeemed by the one who created and calms the waves. Glassy Day jewelry is shaped from recycled surfboard resin, and each design is named after a woman in the Bible. And 10% of every purchase supports foster care ministries. Check it out 
at glassydaystudio.com. And thanks for listening. And if this episode has drawn you closer to Christ, please share it with your friends and family or even one person that might find encouragement in the message and a deeper relationship with Christ. God bless and have a great week. This is amazing.